Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Uh, If you have a Bible, you can open it to Luke chapter 10. If you don't have a Bible, the His Production team has got you. They'll put it up on the screen here, and uh, I will read it to you as well. So here we go. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the day you have given us, Lord. We will rejoice in it. I thank you that your word, it's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. God, I thank you for the opportunity just to dwell in your house, Father, just to dwell here and to receive the miracles and the blessings that you have for us, Father. Lord, I just pray that your presence is in this room, God, that you just fill each and every one of us up with your spirit, God. Give us the boldness to run towards the things we once ran from, Father. Lord, I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, many of you have heard my story uh, of just coming up in life. I've shared it in an altar call, but when I was two years old, my parents got a divorce, and they got a divorce because my dad, he had a gambling addiction, and he was addicted to throwing his money away. So he threw all of his money away. He lost the house. He lost the cars. And eventually my mom would get my sister and myself and we went to my grandma's house and they split up. And my dad, he went from rental to rental, but eventually he would get an over-the-road truck driving job. And he got to see us every two weeks, but he made sure he was back every two weeks, but he had absolutely nothing. All he had was his semi. That was it. He slept in it. He lived in it until, except when he came and he picked us up. So at 10 years old, I had no idea that my dad had absolutely nothing because he made it so exciting when he picked us up. He made it so fun. At 35 years old, I look back now and I think, man, had I known my dad as old as I am now, I would have thought, sir, you need help. What can I do to help you? What can I do to get you out of this truck and get you into a house? But he would pick us up and he would take us to the Best Western in Clarksville, Tennessee. I thought my dad lived in the Best Western in Clarksville, Tennessee. I thought it was his house. Like, man, my dad, look how big my dad's house is. We'd get out, the pool was ours, the game room was ours. He made it so exciting. Everybody knew his name. This is, this is great, you know, it was so much fun. Like, hey, dad's picking us up. We get to go to Best Western. He would go take us to the Chi-Chi's next door. Y'all remember Chi-Chi's? Praise the Lord that we ate there and lived to tell about it. I'm pretty sure they killed like a thousand people. But we lived, we're here. I think there used to be one like right across the street here, didn't they? We all survived. But he would take us over there and it was so fun. And he would eventually get a house. 
And he still kept it fun, though. He still kept it exciting. There was a Piggly Wiggly right down the street. If you don't know what a Piggly Wiggly is, it's like a, an IGA or a, a food giant or something like that, you know. He would take us down there. We'd walk down there, and he would take us to the frozen food section. And this is where the TV dinners were. Now, TV dinners, this is a dying thing, but they were big back then. And he would say, you could pick out any TV dinner that you want. I was like, any TV dinner? Any TV dinner that you want. Now, I'm not talking about the healthy choice stuff that they got nowadays. I'm talking kid cuisines, right? This is the time when there was only one TV in your house, and you got those little uh, TV dinner trays out, and you, you made your TV dinner, and you sat down, and you ate it. Well, he made it exciting, man. You could pick out whatever you want, anything, you know? So I was like, oh, give me my kid cuisine. And it was so great because the mashed potatoes were so nuclear that you felt your esophagus all the way down. You're like... I know exactly where my stomach is right now because these mashed potatoes, they were either piping hot or really cold in the middle, right? It just never worked out to where they were the perfect temperature. I don't, they probably weren't even mashed potatoes, but hey, they were awesome. Kid cuisines were great. And my dad, he would say, son, you'll grow up and you'll reach an age where you won't find this exciting anymore. You won't want to come back and hang out with me anymore. I'm like, dad, are you kidding me? This is my safe place. I love my kid cuisines. I, I love being here. I feel so safe here. And he was like, yeah, no, you'll reach an age and, and, and you won't, you know, you won't want to be here. And sure enough, I grew up, I got distracted. I found more things exciting. Being a father now, I know that my dad would have kept taking me down there and letting me pick out those TV dinners if he'd have thought for a second that I was still excited about it. You know, it's exciting for us to see our kids excited. It's supernatural because it's exciting for God to see his children excited. The Bible says that all good and perfect gift comes from him. Come on, we get excited in the good things. When's the last time you got excited because something bad happened into your life? Hopefully never. Hopefully you weren't thinking yesterday. Please, no. We get excited in the good things. That's why God gives us good things, because they make us happy, they make us excited, and God loves to see his children excited. He loves to see his children blessed. So he's going to continually pour good things into your life. All the good things that you have, all those things came from God. But us as people, as flesh, we tend to lose the excitement in things. We lose the excitement in where God has us. We lose the excitement in just about everything that we achieve in life, we lose the excitement. How much greater would the outlook of life be if we stayed excited? Don't lose the excitement. I believe that any area of our life can suffer if we let the excitement leave. Our relationships, our marriages, our jobs, our churches, our faith. Remember, when you walked into your job day one, it's exciting, it's fun. Eight hours goes by in like 30 minutes. You're like, this is the greatest job ever. I should have done this years ago. I should have came here years ago. Well, I've been missing out on this. The day flew by, you go home, you tell your friends and your family, you're like, I have the greatest job ever. The people are so nice. They helped me so much. The day flew by, this is great. I'm so happy. Your spouse is like, I'm so happy too because you're happy. 
And then six months to a year goes by, right? You lose the excitement. Eight hours feels like eight days. You're like, I don't know if I'm making it out alive today. Like seriously, I'm thinking about just clocking out at lunch and never coming back. You've had that thought before, I know, you're human. If you have not had that thought, you are a robot. So you've had this thought like, oh, you know, the excitement's gone. You're no longer thinking that Sally's the greatest person on earth. You're thinking, Sally, say, this is how we've always done it one more time. Tell me that one more time. I'm gonna walk out of this place. You're like, this is the worst job ever. You go home and now you're telling your friends and your family all the negative things about work. Like, ah, this is the worst job ever. This is so bad. This and this and this. And they're like, that Sally is awful. That Sally is the worst person. You should find a new job. Seriously, you should get out of there. You know, in the beginning, they wanted to put an application in with you. Oh, I should get a job there too. But now they're like, you should get out. It's because we get in these mindsets because we've lost the excitement. So we're no longer focused on the positive things. We're focused on all the negative things. We're looking at everything that's bad instead of everything that's good because we're no longer excited where God has us. We were excited when God gave us that job in the beginning. We were happy, but now we're just like, ah, let me out, Lord. You have a plan for me to succeed, a future and a hope. This isn't it. And God's like, this is where I put you. You were happy when I first gave this to you. It happens in our churches. We come into God's house for the first time. We're like, this is heaven on earth. The worship's great. The people are great. This is so awesome. We're excited. But bit by bit, we let the excitement leave. We let just everything that we were happy about go. And we come back in here. You know, when we're first in here, we hear the pastor tell a story and we're cracking up. Oh, that's so refreshing. I needed that. I needed to hear that story. And then we come back in here after the excitement's gone and we hear that story for what seems like the hundredth time. And we're like, great, this story again. This story, really, he's gonna go back to this story because we've let the excitement leave. But if we keep the excitement, if we hold on to the excitement, because guess what? It's our choice to choose what we're gonna be excited in. It's our choice to choose what's gonna make us happy. It's our choice to choose if we're gonna stay pumped up and joyful about what God is doing in our life. We get to choose that. And if we stay excited, if we stay excited in what God's doing, we realize that that story wasn't for us to hear the hundredth time, but it was for the new person to hear it the first time. That person needed to hear that. It was for the person who's been beat down by the world and needed just a little bit, just a little bit of encouragement. So the pastor goes to that story where he knows it's going to change somebody's life. And we should laugh like it's the first time we ever heard it. So those people don't feel awkward when they're laughing alone. Like, that wasn't funny. Was I not supposed to laugh? No, you can laugh. It's great. There's no wrong time to clap your hands. There's no wrong time to laugh. There's no wrong time to say amen when you're in God's house. If we stay excited in these things, it's our excitement in what God is doing that brings out the spirit of invitation, that brings out the spirit of giving. Don't lose the excitement. It's what we're excited in is what we tell people about. Like when we leave here and we're so excited, we're so pumped, even in our jobs, our marriages, everything, we're so excited, we tell people about it. Like you have to come experience what's happening at his church. You have to experience what's going on in Henderson. You have to experience what's going on in Texas. It's so exciting. I want you to experience the same thing that I 
feel the same thing I experienced. So you make sure that everything is perfect. On the day that your friends are coming, you're like, hey, look, you, you give your serve team a heads up. Like, look, I'm bringing a friend. It's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be awesome because you're excited and you want them to experience it. But when we lose the excitement, we lose just the spirit of inviting people. We're like, mm, it's okay there. I, you know, it's, it's all right. It's, mm, I don't know if you really enjoy it or not. We're supposed to stay excited in what God's doing. When Jesus Christ first came into our life, when we first accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are passionate. We are excited. We are merry in Luke 10. For all you wondering what the scripture had to do with this. They're like, is he just gonna keep telling stories? Now we, when we're excited, we're merry in Luke 10. Excited to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive the good portion. But over time, as we let the excitement leave, we begin to look more like Martha. We're aware of God. God, I know you're real. I know you're there. I know you're with me. But you're just serving with good intentions. Like I'm serving because I'm supposed to serve. You're not serving because it's exciting to serve in God's house. It's exciting to serve with him. And when you're excited to sit at the feet of God, it carries over into your serve life. And people see you serving and they're like, man, that person loves the Lord. That person is so excited to serve God. That person is so happy to be in the presence of God. It's exciting to be in the presence of God. It's exciting for God for us to be in his presence. It's why he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. And as much time as you'll take to sit at the feet of Jesus is as much time as Jesus will take to sit there and pour into you because he has no better place to be. He has nowhere else to be but right there with you, right there pouring into you, giving you the good portion. The Bible says to delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Another word for delight is excitement to be excited. Be excited in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. When we're excited in God is when we truly see what God is doing in our life. When I think about somebody who's excited in the Lord, I think about Tim and Michelle Miller. These people came into church and drastically changed the atmosphere through their excitement. They were excited to serve, excited to be a part of what God was doing. And it carries over into their serve life. It carries over into their relationships. It carries over into their friendships. We are blessed to be friends with the Millers because of how excited they are in what God is doing in their life. Excitement produces positivity. When we are excited in the Lord, we are focused on nothing but the positive and what God is doing. God is doing positive things in your life, not negative things. All the positive in your life comes from God. If you stay excited in what he's doing, if you stay excited in God, you will be focused on nothing but positive things. Nothing, I believe that God can do more through us than we could ever think or imagine if we stay excited in where, where he has us right now. He'll take you to places you never thought you could go. Places like Thailand, places like Henderson, Kentucky, places like Texas, Places that we never dreamed that we would be, God takes us there and we are excited about it. If we stay excited in the Lord, if we don't lose our excitement, then we won't just be aware of God. We won't just be serving him with good intentions. We'll be in a relationship with him. 
We'll be intentional. Mary was intentional with her relationship. She was intentional with her faith. She was intentional with the time that God has given her. We'll be intentional with what God has given us. We'll be excited to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive the good portion. The Bible says, give us the eyes to see, give us the mouth to taste how great you are. When we're excited to sit at his feet, we're excited to be in God's presence. That's when we truly see how great God really is. God has so much to give us, so much to pour into us. And it's in our excitement to receive it that we see what he's doing. He's always there. The word says he'll never leave us or forsake us, but it's in our excitement that we see it. It's in our excitement that what was once invisible becomes visible. We see what God is doing. Find the excitement in your job. Find the excitement in your marriage. Find the excitement in your friendships. Find the excitement in being in God's house. Because if you do, there will be no more room for negativity in your life. Because you'll be so focused on receiving the good portion that you'll be focused on nothing but positive things. Because that's all God wants to put into your life, positive things. But the enemy, he wants the total opposite. He doesn't want you to be excited in your job. He doesn't want you to be excited in your marriage. He doesn't want you to be excited in God's house because he knows if he can take the excitement out of you, then we no longer become doers of the word. We're just going through the motions. We're just doing what we think we should be doing. But when we are excited, it goes from having to go to church to getting to go to church. It it goes from, praise the Lord. It goes from having to go to work to getting to go to work. Come on, when we're excited about work, the day one, when the alarm goes off, we're up. We're ready to go. Day 365, the alarm is about on snooze number four, right? I'm not excited about work today. I'm not excited about having to do that today. But if we're excited, we're up, we're out, we're there early. We're saying, what can I do for you? Promotion is in that area. Promotion is in the excitement for the Lord. And now don't hear me wrong. Don't go to work on Monday and say, you know what? The message this past Sunday was just really sitting at the feet of the Lord and just being in his presence. And I can't do that here, so I'm out. I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to sit at Jesus' feet. I'm going to receive the good portion because the good portion isn't here. No, Martha was not getting paid to bang pots and pans around in the kitchen. There's plenty of time, free time, that we give to other things that we could give to the Lord. Don't quit your job, because I'm believing that if you stay excited, if you find the excitement that you had before, that God can change a community right where we're at. God can change the world right where he has you. You don't have to look for something else. You can get everything that God has for you in this season. You can stay excited in him. Come on, we are called to be excited people. We are Christians. We, the only, we don't have to really look for things to be excited for. Jesus Christ died for us. That's enough to be excited about. That carries over into everything. If you go into work and it's a bad day, you say, man, Jesus died for me. I got excitement in my heart. You say, you know, you can look anywhere and see somebody that needs encouragement, that needs uplifting. And there's excitement in that. Amen? Hey, why don't you stand to your feet? I just want to pray for you real quick. If you're in here and you say, man, I've lost the excitement where God has me. 
I've lost the excitement in my job. I've lost the excitement in my marriage. I've lost my excitement to be in God's house. I'm believing that today God can fill you with a new excitement. God can change your mind, change your heart, change your spirit. He can renew you. You say, man, that's me. I just, everybody bow their head, close their eyes just for a moment of privacy. You're in here, you say, I need excitement. I need that back in my life. I just want you to raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. I just want to say, hey, fill me up with a new excitement, Lord. I see those hands. Father, I pray for each and every person in here. God, I pray that you're filling them up with a new excitement, Father. You're showing them what they once were excited about, God. That you're showing them exactly what to be excited about, exactly where you have them, God. Lord, I pray that you're changing communities right where these people are at, Father. Lord, change their mind, change their hearts, change their spirits, Father. Fill them up fresh and anew, God. Fresh and anew. I pray that we leave here excited for what you are doing, God. Lord, I thank you that we can be excited in freedom of sin, excited in the sinless blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we take it and we tell people about it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.